Okay, good, good, good. So, um, we've got the story, um, and we've seen how it works. Uh, Almost exactly true to life. Good. So, David and Goliath. We know the story. We know it well. But what I'd like to point out to you is how God sees this. You see, giants to God just look like Lego. We're intimidated by giants. God isn't intimidated by giants. God looks at your giants like they were Lego. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal to God. But for us, we end up with giants, and we know they're there, and we don't face them. And we, we struggle with it. Whatever those giants may be, they may be personal challenges to us. They may be people that have always intimidated us or made us feel guilty or that we can never get free from. It may be life circumstances. It may be things we've done in the past. It may be what we think of ourselves. It may be challenges we're facing now. But we all have giants in our lives. But the trouble is, we look up to giants and we forget that God looks down on giants. And that's the problem. So I wanted to just point out three things very briefly about David and his relationship with Goliath. I know it wasn't much of a relationship and it ended badly, well, at least for Goliath, but this is about the relationship. The first one about David is this. David had a history of facing up. David had a history of facing up. So David had fought a lion. David had fought a bear. He wasn't in the habit of running away. But he came from a country that was in a habit of running away. So many, many years ago, when the same people were going to occupy the land that God had put in for them, they went out, looked round, thought this is a fantastic place, saw the giants, descendants or ancestors of Goliath, who were in the land, came back and said, this is too scary, this is too big, they are too frightening, we cannot do this and gave up. So Israel was in the habit of giving up. Even there, that time, there's a, there's a discipleship course we use in this, in this church that's superb, that's called Freedom in Christ. You might have come across it. But one of the things that Freedom in Christ talks about is if you do something for 40 days, it becomes a habit. Now, How many days did Goliath walk out and say, who's going to fight me? And how many days does the Israelites say to each other, we can't do it? How many days? So the army was in the habit of cowering. They had got into the habit of saying, we can't do it. They got into the habit of saying, he's too big. 
Is that a habit you've got? Have you been telling yourself that it can't be done for so long that you can't get out of it can't be done? Is it a habit? You see, David faced up because he didn't have the habit of running away. He arrived fresh. He had nuddies 40 days ago and I can't do it. So shockingly, he said, all right, I'll do it, which is frightening. That's the thing. So here's the question for you. Is God calling you to things that you hide away from? You know, and have you just got to the point where you are well practiced at resisting what God is saying to you? Maybe he's telling you to come to Jesus. You've never done that. You've heard it a lot and you've got used to saying no. Maybe he's calling you to a new work, but you've got used to saying no. You've got in the habit of not doing it. Maybe he's telling you that he wants to set you free from something, but you've got in the habit of saying, I can't. God can break habits. Number two, God didn't look, sorry, David didn't look for someone else to fight for him. David didn't go looking for someone else. So the Israelites were cowering in the hills and they were going, well, who's going to fight him? Who's going to fight him? Who's going to fight him? And David didn't turn up and say, I know you're asking who's going to fight him. Let me help you look. Let me help you go around and find somebody as well. I'll look too. I'll look somewhere very far away, and then it won't be me. Um, He didn't do that. He didn't look at what God was challenging him to do and say, here am I, Lord, send someone else. Or this is really difficult. You go out and fight them. We'll back you up. I have some perfectly good and quite godly hills from which to cheer from. David didn't do that. They were looking to God to bring someone else. God was looking for someone to step up. I mean, and is that us? Jesus said this to his disciples who were trailing around after Jesus, who was doing amazing things. And Jesus said to them this. He said this. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing, and he will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. Now, there is no doubt the disciples completely didn't believe that at the time. But it turned out to be true. When Jesus fed the 5,000, what did he say to his disciples? Can you remember the story? Jesus and the disciples came and they said, look at all these people, there's thousands of them, they're all hungry. And what did Jesus say to them? You feed them. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. You feed them. He didn't go, okay, in X town, you will find an enormous caterers. Go and tell them I've sent them to come and cater for all these people. He didn't do that. He said, you feed them. And David is the same. You see, the thing is, if all Israel are cowering, and David goes out, and trust me, check history, because this happens. David goes out and kills Goliath, and they all cower, and then they go, yay, we're the winners, we're the winners. Next giant, guess what happens to all the people who didn't fight Goliath? Back cowering again. Their habit is not broken. 
Somebody else has come and had a victory. They're not in the bad habit. They're not tied down. But the people who are watching them, they haven't moved. They haven't moved. And the thing about David is he didn't look for someone else to fight for him. He looked for God to help him fight his battles. Okay, anyway. It's interesting. Because what is it? What is it that takes away our fear and our anxiety? And it isn't watching somebody else be amazing. I mean, think about your experience. You watch somebody being fantastic. And what do you think? Oh, I wish I was. Don't you? You don't go, that's me, that is. I'm that. You go, oh, they're amazing. They are fantastic. Look at all the great things they do. Wish I could do it. Wish I was them. The trouble is, watching someone else fight the battles that you wish you could win doesn't equip you to win the battles that you need to win. Do you understand what I'm saying? David fought. He benefited David. He benefited the name of God. But people who were scary were still scared. Despite that, which is interesting, isn't it? Okay, and here's the last thing. The giants looked smaller to David than they did to the army, and they looked even smaller to God. And I have a shock for you, because I have the actual, the actual armor of Goliath here. Look, here it is. You saw the film, True to Life, and I have it here. Goliath's actual shield. This is how it looks to God. So if David, if David is, is not believing God, he goes, oh no, look at the size of Goliath's shield. It's enormous. How will my tiny stones get past that? God is looking at Goliath, and Goliath's holding up a shield. He's going, go on then. Go on then. Hit me. Go on then. Go on then. That's what it looks like to God, but not to us. Goliath looks enormous, and he's hiding behind this huge shield. And that's, that's our trouble, is we look at it, and we see with human eyes, not with God's eyes. Goliath's actual staff. You saw his actual one. And he's on. You watch it. I'll, I'll come and get you. I will. I'll give you a nasty poke. And God is in heaven going, oh no, Goliath, don't poke me, please. Meanwhile, we are not seeing that. Meanwhile, we are seeing through the eyes of terror. Because we are not seeing what God sees. And that means that we don't do what God would have us do. But God fought for David and Goliath turned out to be like Lego. And down he went. But I don't know if you've noticed this. Think about your driving test. Think about exams you've set. Think about job interviews you've had. You know when you put things off? Have you noticed? The more you put them off, yeah. The longer you don't fight your giant, the bigger it appears to get. Have you noticed that? Yeah. The sooner you take a breath and go, God is with me, you're a giant, that's bad news for you because my God is greater, the smaller the giant becomes. Have you noticed that?
But there's only one person who can prove to you that giants are Lego, and that's God. And there's only one person that can prove to you that God will stand up for you when you face your Lego giants, and that's you. People, other people having victories that you don't have just makes you feel worse. It does me. I just think, oh, they're great, and I'm rubbish. After a while, they become so fantastic that I don't want to mix with them either. I've, I've just created another giant. It's scary, isn't it? It's like a trap. It's like they're breeding, for goodness sake. But how is that happening? It's easy. That's, it's happening because we need to go out like David, fight giants in the name of God. Okay, so Jesus came, and he looked at the biggest giant of all, which is the way that we ruin our own lives by disobeying God, by doing what we do wrong. Now, lots of people won't know what we do, but we know what we do. And it becomes a giant, and after a while, we can't overcome it. But Jesus came, and far from killing someone else, gave his own life, that that would be changed. And we don't owe anything for our sin if we stand with Jesus because he paid for it. And he overcame the very giant that I can't stand here and tell you to fight and you'll beat because you won't and neither will I. Only Jesus can. And that's the point. We get to a point where Jesus can change your life like he changes mine every day and overcomes the giant's. But there has to be something about me. Am I so keen for everybody else and not me? Am I so used to hearing it that I've got into the habit of not responding to it? Have I got to the point where I don't believe that God is big enough to do it for me? And what I'm saying to you today is, it's time to face up. It's time to break those habits. It's time to say yes to God and no to giants come to Jesus. Because Jesus defeats giants. Jesus defeats us in ways, it defeats things in ways that we can't believe. He's bigger. It all just turns to Lego, ladies and gentlemen. It just all falls over. So come to Jesus. If you want prayer for any giant today, I'm happy to stand with you while you fight them with Jesus at your side. But let's not give in to giants. Amen.